Yeah, you wake up next to David Hasselhoff and he's drunk off his ass and he's eat, sloppily eating a hamburger in bed and you're like, what in the world? This really is hell. <laughs> yeah. This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 89, up late with bonus ducks. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at BIT. Dot ly slash sspbook over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help grow the show. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash Soulstone. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Never. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Antonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 89 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. And I just realized I'm starting to intro this more like Rillandune does mm-hmm. each and every week. Whoops. Um, it is Wednesday, July 8th. Yes, we did take a week off. Um, I had a wedding anniversary last week, and uh, which fell in the middle of the week and then went to san francisco and then it was july 4th so yeah but i am your host nevik and i am joined by one of my kojoes right now brazia how are you doing i'm great well uh first of all happy anniversary to you and mrs nevik <laughs> thank you <laughs> you could call her smoochity because that's that's what she goes by on twitter oh yeah smoochity congratulations <laughs> Have fun. Not that she'll ever listen to us, but yeah, she typically. Well, she. I mean, she. She does play video games, just not very often. She's not what you would call a quote-unquote gamer. She's more of a casual, you know. Uh, I get it. Like my wife plays Candy Crush all the time. Yeah, and, she, uh, Minion Rush and Culture Buffer Gamer. There was a period of time okay. where she used to play lots of Facebook games, but she does uh, play Diablo. Well, she used to, anyways. She had a uh, Amazon back in Diablo two days, but. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh... Yeah, we celebrated 15 years. Originally, our plan was to... Um, I'm sorry, this is a Slice of Life podcast. Oh, whoops. <laughs> um, originally, we were planning on renewing our vows in, at our 15-year anniversary. And um, we were going to do it uh, by going to an actual uh, Japanese temple. But there's only oh. two on this side of the planet... <laughs> There's one in oh. Seattle, and the other one's in Hawaii, and we really wanted to go to the one in Hawaii. <laughs> right. But uh, finances aren't quite there, so instead we went to Japantown in San Francisco and celebrated. That was fun. We went to Benihana's right. for the first time ever, and we got sushi, so we didn't get anything cooked. <laughs> oh, easy. I mean, that's a great way to do it, because then you had your entire anniversary raw. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what they say. Oh, well, anyways, um, well. Jen, 
Jen is, uh, unfortunately, she's not around and still suffering from allergies. She's She oh, hides man. from the daytime because that's when the pollen is at its worst. And Lantonio um, said he would be joining us. So I, I'm hopeful that he will join us relatively soon before we get too deep into the show. But uh, if he doesn't show up, that's okay. He's still got stuff going on. He said he would try to make it. So we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk about what we've been up to in the game. In the game? Oh my gosh. What game? Uh, <laughs> Civilization Five, right? Because that's what oh, I've been yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, I have not been. I've only played two games, both Blizzard games. So, um, in Diablo, I've been uh, going with my seasonal hardcore character. Still playing with Bonus Duck. She's up to... Uh, 157 Paragon level now. Yay. Nice. You're getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> and then my uh, youngest just yelled downstairs, Bonus duck! Every time <laughs> we say that word, he he, yeah, he just yelled it again. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, I've just been having fun with her. I found a, you know, I uh, found three unities in the last two days. Oh, wow. Kind of cool. Problem oh. is, though, it's like, I actually don't think it's good for my, at least the way that I play. Because I played such with all my support characters, like my uh, pets battling and stuff, oh. that when I put the unity on the Templar, he takes damage, so I take damage. Like he got smacked in one of my Greater Rift runs. Like he died instantly, and it brought me down to like twenty percent health. Yeah, but I'm yeah. Like, I had never had that problem before. Yeah, you you don't do the double unity unless you have the immortal token for your follower, because otherwise yeah. otherwise your follower will get you killed. Yeah, so I decided not to use it. I went back to... Actually, no, I changed it to Convention of Elements. Oh, boy. Sh- shall I take this call live on the air? It's Lantonio. Oh, sure. I don't know. That could be dangerous. <laughs> Talk about Convention of Elements, huh? Oh, no. It hung up. I think he meant to send me a text. <laughs> live on show. <laughs> Lantonio trying to get in. It's either that or, or he anticipated that I was going to take the call live on the air and i was gonna put it on speakerphone so exactly it would have been perfect <laughs> so have you used the convention of elements for like your wizard build at all i well i don't have a wizard at the moment um well i i mean i do but not in seasons oh okay because i well i remember i was originally i decided okay i'm gonna do a monk and then i'll do a wizard alt except then i rolled a crusader and then i rolled a demon hunter Oh, <laughs> so I haven't gotten to the wizard yet, but I do use the convention of elements on my crusader. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, it's I only effective um, one fifth of the time, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how many elements it rolls through for the crusader. It rolls through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different so, elements. Yeah, and I think for the crusader, it's either five or six. I forget which. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. Oh, oh. okay. Uh, update. I think he just sent me a text. All right. Uh, oh no. Oh, his internet is down. Oh. Well, there we no. go, folks. Oh, it looks like we uh, dynamic duo again this week. Yep. <laughs> so my convention of elements has 174% increased damage. I'm like, that sounds pretty good to use. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. it goes through cold, uh, fire physical and poison mm-hmm. so I've got to you know at least 
actually, yeah, say once every, because it goes for about four seconds each one, each one. So, yeah, I mean, I at least have it hitting. Right now, my build is mainly poison, but of course, I have some extra percent damage because of my pets, uh, or mm -hmm. at least for them. So hopefully, it's, it's affecting them. But um, you know, I find that that actually was a big increase in da doing damage. So I'm going through. Like right now, I'm still not trying to push those higher numbers for my greater rifts. Mm -hmm. I'm still keeping it somewhere in the mid 20, just leveling up all of my gems. And so it's actually been pretty good. I mean, I've got all three of my gems somewhere around 13, 14 right now. So now I have to start pushing higher to push them up at least 100, you know, if I want a guaranteed boost. Right. So that's, that's not too good bad. I mean, I'm running with my Wreath of Lightning, uh, one gem. Uh, went back to the gem of, effect, of effect, efficacious toxin, and then of course just for survivability, the molten wildebeest. And so that's working pretty well. And I mean, and other than that, it's like really haven't had much of a change in my build because I haven't. I've been looking to see if I could find something different that dropped that would make me force my build to change, and I just haven't had that luck. Though I did jump on the PTR last night, and I had, I was able to get in finally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, I only got in at, like, I think hard difficulty, so everything was melting. <laughs> right. I just walked by it and it dies. That I was getting so many drops, it was ridiculous. So I was like, oh, cool, I can actually change these, you know, my build. So I went back to kind of a carnival build, but then I got picked up a couple of other items where it switched it so that I can forgot exactly what I was doing. But it was more like I went instead of the haunt build that I've been using right now, it's, it's more of a and a physical damage build with things so it's just it was a different experience i haven't had a chance to do that in a while but yeah ptr that's not easy to get on to no no the uh when it went live i think what it was it last tuesday on uh, the 30th is that it because it feels like it's been longer <laughs> and yeah the queues were like i tried to hop on and my queue time said two hours and something minutes. Mm -hmm. And then it then it dipped down to like one hour, 50 minutes. And then it jumped all the way up to three hours, 30 minutes. I was like, all right, this isn't going to happen. But I just left it on. And maybe about 10, 15 minutes after that, I was dropped into a game. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed like it's such an arbitrary number that's thrown up on that thing. I think it was, yeah, yesterday I was just eating dinner and I was looking through Diablo fans. And they had posted a um, a video, and I forgot who did it, I'm sorry, whoever it was, um, where he was saying, okay, you know, going in, looking at it, getting onto the PTR, you know, you've got a lot of people that are, you know, because of the booth, trying to get into higher difficulty to, to push things and test things at a higher rate, mm -hmm. like, you know, just drop it down, and then you'll, you know, go ahead and play around with it, because sometimes you'll see, like, if I went to uh, normal, actually, my the time to get in was longer than when I went at hard. So I set it at hard, and it was like 13-minute queue. I, I just, you know, went and did some reading, and then it, it was back on in like five minutes. It's really strange that that difficulty would have any bearing on your queue time, because know, huh? it's, it's not like they have segmented you know, structures set up on, on these servers for these particular difficulties. I mean, it, no. it, it should just be, you know, one amalgamous, you know, server that just spawns what's needed. And Right. 
strange that that would have any bearing. No, and I, and I thought that too because I'm like you know I figured hey if they're all the same server I mean the same server and you're say limited to a thousand games on the server just throwing that number out there that means it's a thousand of any game it doesn't matter it's not like yeah. five hundred of hard two hundred of another one and three hundred just a thousand but yeah yeah so it I, works for me so I'm like okay I'll try it again another time yeah you're gonna wait no matter what difficulty you use so yeah and. If you're playing softcore, yeah, uh, I, I get that is segmented though, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little bit easier to get into hardcore games, but still, it's not as easy as you would hope. And no. the one reason is because there's only one PTR server for all the different regions. Yep. So when you have thousands upon thousands, probably tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. You know, logging in from Asia and, and Europe, that, uh, yeah, it stinks. I wonder if, um, because I actually was able to get in to do the Kanai's Cube for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I went into the ruins of Setron, and I thought, like, it looked like I got to the cube. I clicked on the thing, it said Kanai's Cube, and I, and I don't know where it is. It's like, I can't find it. It's not <laughs> in my bag. It's not anywhere. Right. And I went all over the entire map again, and it was nothing else. It was like, okay, it's not like I could take it and then click on something else. So I don't know if either I did something wrong when I was picking it up, or is it a bug at the moment? Well, it isn't actually a physical item. It's uh, it's like unlocking an artisan, as uh, I believe Nevelistus has, or Tivler, um, posted up on the forums. Oh, okay. So she, she said, uh, yeah, I believe it was Nevelistus. She, she said... Uh, think think of the cube as an extra artisan. And so I did get in on that first night, and there's a quest. You, you have to get the quest in order to, to generate the cube. Yeah, which is what I did. And uh, it's so cool. He gives you the quest, so I'm super happy to see Cool back. Yep. So, so happy to see him back. And you go out to the ruins of Shesharan, and then you have to go to a separate area, from a uh, secondary area. And then um, I just kind of randomly stumbled into it. And then you click on the cube and a barbarian comes out. Like a ghostly, a really cool ghostly barbarian shows up. And I wish I got a screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll get a chance to again. Yeah. And uh, and then the cube's gone and you're like, all right, cool. And then I don't think it gives you like any kind of indication that you completed the quest. Um, no. Maybe, or maybe. I don't remember. I'm sure if there isn't, there might be when they when they, you know, push this to live. And then you yeah. go back to town, and then the cube is on a pedestal right next to Zoltan Cool. And I bet if I log back in, I would find that because I didn't go back to town to do that. I was looking in my bag, and I I was expecting it to be in there because I'm thinking like the Haraji cube. Yep. From Diablo too, and I'm like, oh, where is it? I'm like, it's not even, it's not anywhere on my character sheet. Nothing. Wouldn't like, that oh. have sucked if it did eat up four inventory slots? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be terrible. But and no, it's just I was confused by that, and I think part of it was, you know me, I'm trying to play a game while I'm getting tired, so I'm sitting there sleeping at the computer anyway. So mm-hmm. I was like, at that point, I was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I did test out a few of the. Uh, I think I tested out. There's a transmutation for set items. Mm-hmm. So I tossed in uh, Sunwoko's shoulders, and I and the necessary ingredients. I think it was like 
ten Forgotten Souls and a couple of deaths, like ten deaths breaths and stuff like that. And um, it transmuted it into a Sunwoko's amulet. So that works. I haven't tried the reroll. If you have an ancient weapon or anything ancient, do not reroll that item because um, it rerolls it as a brand new legendary drop. So the chances of you retaining it as an ancient are very unlikely unless Blizzard in a future patch decides to throw some bones to everybody and say that if you already have an ancient weapon, it'll reroll it as an ancient, which yeah, I, I guess that's cool. <laughs> I, wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, be, before before you take that ancient furnace that rolled with crappy stats and decide, all right, I'm going to spend fifty shards or fifty souls and reroll this. Not a good idea. Okay. Now that's a good thing to know. <laughs> I yeah. think I'll hold off. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lantonio sent me. We have a new update. Uh, he wants huh. everybody to know that he is alive and well and that everything is getting better. So everything in his personal life that uh, he had to step away from the show for a little bit is starting to fall into place. Uh, he got the PTR downloaded earlier today, so he'll be checking that out. And he also wants to thank all of our, Patreon, our patrons. So. Ah, oh, what a good man. Yep. It's good to hear back from him. Glad he's going to be coming back, hopefully, and Oops. doing better. Wanted to send him a text saying "done and done." Done and done. <laughs> so, yeah. That, oh man, I, I'm. Well, <sighs> I don't want to talk about the cube too much right now. But uh, <laughs> what? So, wait, was that was that the extent of your PTRing? PTR-ing? Yeah, pretty much. All I got was that really one game. I I was able to get in the first night. I don't know why, because I just created a brand new character. And oh, I, I was like, okay, I got up to like level 20 in about like 10 minutes. It was really fast. And I was like, I don't want to do this. All the no. way to, so let me go to my, go copy the PTR. And of course, the, I co- copied my character from onto the PTR. And then I was just like, I couldn't get onto anything. Yeah. 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 Mm. Like, like I said, I got on that first night and I got the cube and I did that one transmutation and then I think I had to go get the kids into bed and didn't get back to the game um, because I got kicked off the server and I was like, I'm not seeing the queue again. <laughs> There's no, no way. And then, um, so I guess I'll move into what my my Diabloing, which has been very brief. There was that night and then, well, I think it was last night, I hopped onto the PTR um, actually, I've gotten on maybe two or three times, but every single time I get onto the PTR, it's always like at the worst possible time because something happens with my kids and then I have to step away and it takes a little bit of time and then I'm kicked from the game and then I can't get another game created. So it's like, oh, oh. yeah, that's so, frustrating. But I got on last night and I was actually able to run almost a full active bounty. My bonus act was Act 5, so yay for that. I, I always love when your first bounty is Act 5. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but I had the one bounty in the Westmarch Commons, which is uh, Clear the Plague Tunnels. Well, that bounty is currently bugged. It, uh, the entrance to the Plague Tunnels will not spawn, period. Oh. Um, I... I found the entrance the quote-unquote entrance and the door was um not where it sh- well there was a door but it was like floating in mid-air and there was no glow so there was no way to interact with it 
and I scoured that map. I was like, gosh darn it, just, I I, I want the cash. I, I want those items so I can try doing <laughs> some of this Kanai's Cube stuff. And yeah, I went to the forums and found out, yep, everybody else is having the same problem. Awesome. And I was like, well, I guess that's it. That's that's it for tonight. <laughs> and, oh, no. And then I played some heroes. My Vala, the Demon Hunter, she's 4,000 experience away from level 9. Which, uh, with the most recent patch a couple of weeks ago, if you've played heroes at level 5, you'll get 500 gold. And then, then they added some extra gold at level 15 and 20. Uh, uh -huh. If you got those characters to those levels. Well, they decided, well, it kind of sucks to have to go from level 5 to 15 before you get any more gold. But they didn't want to throw it at level 10, so they gave you 750 gold and took that 750 gold away from the 15 and 20 gold levels. So that, that way you get some of that gold earlier. So she's 4,000 experience shy of 9, level 9. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's less than one game. <laughs> right. But uh, I'll take it. Take it and run. Yeah, I was going to play the Butcher, but... Oh, another slice of life anecdote. Right before my wife and I <laughs> went to... It was like right before we were getting ready to leave. To go to San Francisco uh, last Friday. Get a call. It's Bank of America. And they... Uh, a merchant got compromised... And they, as a precaution, they froze my debit card. I was like, that's awesome. Thanks, Bank of America. You you always have the per most perfect timing for everything when it comes to this. Oh, man. It's like they always wait for holidays. That way it's not possible to get to the bank to get your temporary card. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it didn't, didn't affect our trip because my wife got to pay for everything with her debit card. Fortunately, her card wasn't compromised. So, Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, but uh, why I brought that up was I was gonna buy the butcher, and then I realized, oh yeah, my my Blizzard account, my Battle.net account, uh, is linked to my debit card, which is now no longer valid. <laughs> so oh. I, have to wait, I have to wait until my new card comes in before I can buy the butcher because I'm not gonna spend fifteen thousand gold on it. No, no, of course not. Yeah, but uh, he looks amazing. And that Battlefields of Eternity, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of weird. It's every single time I play that map, I'm always on the demon side. I, I don't know what that's what's that's what that's supposed to mean, but I, I guess I'm always I, I guess I side with the demons. That's right. Yeah. You're one I, of the baddies. I guess it makes sense. I, I do have <laughs> a master skin Diablo, so you know, it's, it's only it's only proper. But that's been the extent of my uh, Diabloing. It's been kind of light. This might be the first time... Well, providing that the queues don't don't continue to be a pain in the butt. This might be the first time that I spend a decent amount of time on the PTR. Though, hearing you and your, your triplets of Unities makes me want to just jump back onto <laughs> live. Yeah, I did. I mean, I got so lucky with that. But, oh, uh, no. Right now, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not understanding the Unity because everyone keeps talking about how great it is. Yet, for me, with my Witch Doctor, it feels like I put that on and all of a sudden I'm taking damage I never took before. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you got to get that Immortal Token. And once you okay. have it, then your follower takes zero damage. And uh, 
And that's how you gain an extra 50% damage reduction, because you're sending 50% of your damage to him, but he's not taking anything. And oh yeah, well that explains it all. I just need to get the other piece. Yep. Yeah, that enchanting favor for Cormac still doesn't exist. It's 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 a lie. <laughs> and oh, I, I should mention a enchant uh not an enchanting favor, but a Templar relic dropped uh I think from killing Adria. Uh she was oh. my she was my that's right, both boss bounties are back. <laughs> and oh, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but that's cool. And uh, out popped a Templar relic and I was like if this is an enchanting favor, I'm going to lose it. Fortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> it was the 50% cooldown reduction on his skills, so I was like, okay, at least it was junk. Right, right you can deal with the junk. Yeah. Oh, I should <laughs> mention, I've been playing at Torment 7 on the PTR. And oh, nice. Although, when, when patch 2.3 comes out, I think I'm going to run at Torment 6, just because of speed. And I, because right now the one thing that makes me not want to play the PTR is realizing that I don't have any of the materials and I need to run tons and tons and tons and tons of bounties in order to build up enough to start playing around with the Kanai's cube. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, kind of don't want to do that because that's kind of what will lead me to burnout. And so I, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see how things go. But uh, yeah. Let's let's move on to our sponsor. Uh, you can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook of your choosing. Going to bit.ly slash sspbook. Otherwise, well, it takes you to Audible. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> you'll get a 30-day free trial to Audible, which will give you a bunch of bonuses, such as all of their member offers that they they hold all the time and digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. If you do continue your membership past your 30-day free trial, you'll get a credit every month that you continue your membership to use on over 180,000 of their titles that have been audibilized. I love that word. And you should <laughs> love it too. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook or, well, I guess anything, almost, today. You know what, Brasia? That makes me wonder. Um, although this would be a supreme waste if, if it wasn't free, would be an an audible reading of the Declaration of Independence. Since, Ooh, that would have been nice. Yeah, because then then you could just play that instead of reciting it, right? Well, I mean, unless you can do what I have my kids do and they read it every year on the Fourth of July. That's actually a pretty cool tradition. I should do that with my kids. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I mean, we also have a little fun with it because we watch um, 1776 every year, which uh, if any, nobody's seen it, it's an, it's an older um, musical. About oh, it's a musical. The of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a musical comedy about the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. It's actually really well done. You'll see some you know, people that you might, might say, oh, wait a minute, I've seen that person um, in movies before. You know, so it's it's um, the guy who played John Adams really recognizable. I can't remember his name at the moment, but like you see him, you'll be like, "Oh wait, I've seen him a few times." You know, so um, I think okay, this is totally off tangent, but I think he played either a teacher or a principal in that Saved by the Bell. Oh really? Show, yeah, he was the one with the mustache, oh. but he's he played John Adams. 
but he he's wonderful. I mean, the singing, the acting, it's great. It's wonderful. It's really good. It's smart. You know, I'm like, boy, they just don't make good musicals like this anymore. Wow. So, yeah, I just pulled it up on IMDb. It was uh, done in. It was made in 1972. Yeah. Wow, that, that predates me even. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, John Adams, William Daniels is his name. Thank you. And oh yeah, he is super familiar looking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely worth seeing. I will. Um, I wonder if that's on Netflix. I'll have to. Uh, I don't. I, I'm sure. I'm sure is. I can track it down somewhere. Yeah. If they get it really on cheap on Amazon for like ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a worthwhile. Um, yeah, speaking of Netflix, but I'll, we'll get to that later. Um, so <laughs> let's move on to our tweeters. And uh, considering that it's been two weeks, it wasn't actually too crazy. So that's pretty good. So, Brasia, why don't you start us off and go down to... Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> let me know then, sir. Yep. All right. So first one is from Jesse our, uh, at Hometown Hero. He says, at Grind AXP, at Rillandune, and at Shatterstone, dude, that checkers trash had me nauseated as can be last night. I may be done with knockoff fillies. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gas station fillies. Oh, uh, Rillandune says, I uh, hate to say I told you so, but I did. Yep. Winky face. And I think that might be the end of the gas station filly. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Storyline. Uh-huh. Sub- subplot of our show. Yeah. As long as there's, you know, I don't know. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> because they, you know, just, never mind. Digestive problems. You just don't want to have those. No, no, no. no. So, good luck to you, Jesse. Hope you recover. <laughs> so, next is EY Edgar. He said, at 9BallGamer, at Shatterstone, I never play PTR because... I like to see changes in live. But for this PTR, I might just change that. Can't wait. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> well, I honestly, I feel the same way. Like, I, you know, other than I'd say the PTR before the game started or the one for Reaper of Souls before it came out, mm-hmm. I haven't played many of the in between PTRs, but this one just, it feels like this, you know, there's a few more things that I want to try that I haven't seen before. Just to get a feel for it. Yeah, no, I agree with them. So next is our own Nevik James at CM Nevalistus at Tessel Durnit. Uh, I completely mentioned numerous times on Shatterstone episode 88 the PTR would be live today. Yeah. Sad face, and you tweeted that on Friday, June 26th. Yep, I was, I was, yeah, pretty hardcore speculation right there. Mm hmm. And then you've uh, answered yourself with, well, that I was confident that it would happen anyway. Really sad faces. Yep. And though um, <laughs> Nevelisus responded with hands in the air. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but speculation will always be a bit dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and I like your response to her. It said, I like to live on the edge. Cue danger zone. <laughs> nice. Yep. Next tweet from EY Edgar at Shatterstone had a blast with at KSB podcast drink and play last night. Time oh, and whoops. Dean 
Yeah, that's a typo. That's supposed you to be Tim. You meant Tim. Yeah. I thought, though. <laughs> Tim and Dean are super fun. Oh, man, that's awesome. Glad yeah. that Jim can play. I wish I had known about it because I would have possibly... Well, they play softcore. Well, I guess I could have Doesn't played matter. with them in spirit. But um, trying to think of what they used. I think they used Raid Call. And I don't have Raid Call installed. And it's like, I'm tired of installing all these voice over internet protocol, you know. <laughs> it's like, just everybody use Mumble or, you know, there's like Mumble, there's Curse Voice, there's TeamSpeak, even though not very many people use TeamSpeak anymore. There's, um, uh, oh goodness. Then there's, yeah, Raid Ventrilo Call. Ventrilo and Raid Call. Yeah, Ventrilo. Yeah. And, oh, you know what? I am using TeamSpeak for one community for Final Fantasy 14 um but yeah there's too many of them I, I don't want to install all of them <laughs> let's have all the speaks uh, <laughs> so next um tweet at EY Edgar again at Shatterstone Nevik to answer your question during the show yes I finished Greater Rift 49 with 8 seconds to spare 50 I'm coming <laughs> Um, next was hey Karova, at Karova says at Shatterstone it was a very long. Oh, sorry, it was very long, but I really That's liked the email. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, starting all over again. At Karova said <laughs> at Shatterstone it was very long, but I really liked the email from at Pergos Master. Although the whole episode could have been longer. And that's what she said as well. And Pergo's master then, of course, replied with "Thanks a lot." <laughs> Thanks, Master Doe. Next is more of the Karova show. At Shatterstone agreed at Queen of Haiku Haiku <laughs> should do an audio segment about Diablo lore. This way, we could at least hear her more often. I, I agree. agree. Yep, and uh, there is. A little bit of development on that front. Um, our editor Sean, he uh, he's been doing the periscopes, uh, which is a um, it's kind of like Snapchat if you know what that is, except different, and you can only do vertical orientation. And it's well, it's good for what it is, I suppose. And um, he he was I was watching him edit uh, eighty eight episode 88 live up live on periscope and uh um jen woke up which was kind of surprising because i think it was like 1 or 2 p.m so it was kind of early in the day for her and so she was in the room and they were talking about it um because we mentioned it on the show in episode 88 and she's like oh yeah i should totally do that but i need a name for a segment for it and like they were trying to come up with some names and i was like jen's lore corner <laughs> Or yeah. something like that. Like, multiple times into Periscope, and guess what? Periscope doesn't doesn't do a history of the chat log, so it's, like, great. Oh. So I was, like, trying to do it, so I was like, all right, I'll just tweet it at, at Sean and, and Jen. <laughs> <laughs> That's and how she you get them. Yeah, she really liked the, she liked the name, so she'll probably do that hopefully soon. Cool. I know, I miss Jen. Yeah. I think we all miss Jen. We could use some more gen in our lives. Yep. So, um, off of that tweet, Karova answers himself. <laughs> no word in the patch notes whether 
and if so, how they would make solo play more competitive? Or did I miss something? No, you didn't miss anything, Korova, but no. they did do some um, adjustments. Uh, bonus experience gear, that will now be um, averaged out amongst your players, or, or your group. So that means if somebody is if somebody's wearing all leech gear, their bonus will get, you know, obviously what they get out of it will be brought down, and what your bonus will get both boosted up. Um, but uh, I think I was listening to the latest Westmarch workshop, and uh, speaking of which, Lieutenant Lunatic, he is now the new permanent co-host to Nineball on the show. Hey, congratulations, man. And I think they were talking about it and how it might not, or maybe it was not, well, it might have been there or on um, the Diablo, uh, DiabloII.net show. They were talking about it and how it might not be efficient for anybody to do that anymore, um, to have one person who's the quote-unquote leecher to boost everybody up. Decided it might just be better for everybody. I, I don't know. Well, we'll see how the mouth works out. But uh, the idea was everybody, it might be in everybody's better interest just to clear faster or clear a higher level rather than having to stick to a lower difficulty and have somebody leech. But yep. that's it. Uh, no other changes. So, um, yeah, if you play only solo, you won't ever be quite as competitive as people who play in four player groups and have, you know, established groups that they push with and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So I'll take over now. Our next tweet okay. came to us from Joe Suki's hair, and hey. he says, "Gonna kick back and enjoy the last week before my big promotion with at Diablo, Pillars of Eternity, and some podcasts." And he tagged at Shattered Stone and at Obsidian. I can only imagine that Obsidian uh, they they were the developer behind Pillars of Eternity, right? I'm not mistaken on that. So, so well, congratulations, Josuki. On, Absolutely. Or not Josuki, Josuki's hair. Just, just his hair. That's what got a promotion because it's so, so awesome. <laughs> awesome hair. Yeah. So, congrats <laughs> on your promotion. That's awesome. But at the same time, we also weep for you since it seems you're anticipating less um, free time. <laughs> I guess it's kind of. You know, par for the course. Yep. With I more responsibility. with it. Yeah, with more responsibility means less um, ability to get away from work. Always having a phone and getting called. Oh, I, I know how that was back when I was a store manager. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyways, Karova sent us another tweet. And he says, At Shattered Stone, some greater rifts just suck. Enemies that jump at you from across the screen. No health globes, no pylons, no density, tons of arcane. Yeah. That, yep. But that's that's how it is. RNG Jesus, right? Exactly. Praise the RNG Jesus. So, fishing will still be a thing in patch 2.3. I guarantee that. Everybody, although, although I haven't really experienced, they, they made some adjustments to how progression works, uh, or the progress bar works in um, Greater Rifts. More of it is is going to be spent killing trash, and less of it will be on the Rift Guardian. So we'll see how it goes. 
Well, Gorgonzer sent us a tweet, and he said, At Shattered Stone, great show, guys. Keep up the good work. Come on, PTR! I guess uh, maybe he was sitting in queue wanting to get on. And, I think so. <laughs> and Shano sent us a tweet, our our dear editor. And he says, hey, at Shattered Stone, my hardcore demon hunter is level 7 on expert mode. Rescued Kane and picked up some black mushrooms. Hashtag progress. Nice. Well, sometimes, you know, you have to take those mind-expanding... Um, uh, substances <laughs> to make progress, right? Mushrooms. And our our icky armor loving nerd words uh, sent us a tweet, and he said, "Wizard PSA." By the way, he only plays wizards. Aetherwalker build dead on p- 2.3 PTR with the change to crowd control. Back to Hydra for now, and then he tagged a bunch of people at Diablo hashtag Diablo three at DiabloNet and or Diablo net. That's that's their new Twitter. And at Chatterton, of course. Krova sent us a, another tweet, as he always does. And he says, at Chatterton, at the very end of a rift, I find a channeling and a conduit pylon. Not that I needed them, but still, what a waste. Aww. Uh, yeah, it does suck. And then he says, one, one more tweet, and he says, no more tweets from me until the middle of next week going on a long weekend trip with the wife. Did I just hear a sigh of relief? <sighs> so, that's kind of funny. Both him and I went out, went on a weekend trip. Well, mine was only a day trip, I guess. Night trip. Uh, we only spent one night in San Francisco. At Grind EXP, and he says, I may have some room in a room. How many of the At Shattered Stone people going to BlizzCon or thinking of reply or dm so if you're thinking of going to blizzcon and you didn't secure a room hit up grindy xp our good friend dread and uh he might have some room so that's cool and oh we still have got a couple more tweets at ey edgar 0111 tweeted and he says at shadow stone at the west march workshop grift 50 solo in 15 minutes 14 seconds so close only season 3 goal that still eludes me Oh, that's well you're going to get there you still have plenty of time exactly plenty of time and our last two tweets came to us from Joe Suki's hair and he said I had a dream that there was a legendary gem called the butcher's eye it unleashed waves of hot dogs and hamburgers at Shattered Stone at Diablo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love I, I love the idea of having a legendary gem called the Butcher's Eye. That's that is awesome. And the waves of hot dogs, I guess that could be like the uh what is it, the annual hot dog eating contest in at Coney Island or whatever it is in New York. Right. Yeah. Just stuff your face full of hot dogs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, stuff no, in no. your face full of wieners. And uh. <laughs> Josuki's hair sent has the honor of being our last regular tweet. And he says, "I guess I went to bed hungry. I didn't. I don't eat meat though." Hashtag weird. <laughs> Josuki's hair. I, I'm first of all, it makes sense that you don't eat meat because you don't have a mouth, because you're just hair. So what? What does hair eat? I don't know. 
I, I guess I guess we'll have to wait until next show to find out. Exactly. So, I, mean, I don't know. So our question of the show uh, was, what from patch 2.3 has you most excited? And, Brazier, why don't you read the multitude of responses we actually got? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> had Josuki's hair. Says, all of it. That's a cop-out. Ah. Uh, hey, now there's a lot of good things in there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. At Walkman 8 says, probably the cube of awesomeness. Finally a chance to, at real, build diversity. And obviously starting a new season with the clan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah, I don't know about the build diversity, but um, somebody on Reddit... Uh, did a current state of the PTR leaderboards, and mm-hmm. they they were like going through because uh, on the PTR they don't know if this is going to go to live, but was it Wyatt Chang? Yeah, or no 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 no, it was Don Vu said that uh, it was snapshotting the gear and the build of the person that cleared that greater rift, so that that yep. way that way there was no more hiding stuff, <laughs> you know, like trying to keep your build secret. Oh, and, right. um, so somebody on Reddit started going through the leaderboards and was like tallying like I don't know like the top 20 of each leaderboard and most of the classes except for Monk and yeah, I think Monk and Crusader were the only ones that weren't pretty much just running with one set of you know like th- there was more diversity in their builds like uh, the top 20 witch doctors were all running the exact same thing <laughs> In, oh great! Yeah, and um, nineteen of the twenty top barbarians were running pretty much the exact same thing. All oh, the wizards all were world running world. the exact same thing. All the demon hunters were running the exact same thing. It was like, oh, oh boy. So it's an illusion, I I would say. Um, as with, oh, this is the thing. I don't think we will ever have true build diversity, simply because of the internet and the pro and how prolific information is on the internet and people mm. want to run the best build whether or not they actually have the gear for it so they'll see everybody running the same thing and they'll just run with that because it's the most awesome right so well, yeah i mean people do that no matter what game it is they try to so-called theory craft or just copy the top people and say okay that's the way to do the game and yeah when it's like you know there are other ways to do it but it not necessarily is the best or most efficient way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might have a, a fun new, you know, aspect to add on because I'm using the cube. But if it's not the most effective or the most or the highest damage producing, it probably isn't going to be the build that's going to get me in the state of top 20 like you saw. Yeah. Yeah. So while the cube is an awesome addition, let's not try to boost it up too much as, you know, the... the uh, the key to unlocking tons of new builds. I mean, it will just torment ten viable. Maybe not so much. You know, so, um, it. I mean, if you're not if you're not going to be playing competitive, it certainly will open up more options for you to make a build that wasn't viable a little more viable, but probably not at the highest difficulty. So, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's awesome. I don't get me wrong. It's just straight up freaking awesome but it's not going to you know just you know open the floodgates for you know all these kinds of different builds because when it comes down to it 
Diablo is a Diablo is pretty much a numbers game. So, so um, yeah. So the next uh, tweet we have is from um, or answer is from Kagurai the Blue. He says there's so much new area to play in, new torment levels, not having to do trials. I can't decide to be honest. Yeah. I think a lot of people are feeling that way. I mean, it's just, it's more than one thing. It's a lot of good things. Yeah, and um, I, I guess I'll go ahead and bring this up now. I I remember when they first announced Torment 7 through 10, I was like, oh, come on, Blizzard, please don't do this. But now that I've had a chance to, like, di- digest it, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I'm starting to come around to the idea that it's actually healthy for the game. Even though, you know, it's a B-Torment 10 viable, uh, it's going to limit your options. But, you know, it's it's better than only being able to run Greater Rifts to get that extra difficulty. So, and running Greater Rifts kind of is different, you know. Maybe you want to collect gold, you know. Maybe you want to stop and pick up items while doing something higher than Torment 6. And you will be able to. Mm. And... Um, I guess I'll go ahead and mention this now. Uh, the monster health and damage that they have effectively like data mined out what the equivalencies of these torment levels are. Now, keep in mind, monster damage has been tuned on the PTR, so it's not. Don't think in absolutes of what's what's currently on live, but torment seven would be approximately um, greater rift thirty. So, so you have a jump of five from Torment six to seven in terms of greater rift levels, because Torment six is twenty-five, seven is thirty, eight is thirty-five, nine is forty, and ten is forty-five. So, hmm. So yeah, they, it scales, you know, on a linear progress up to Torment six, and then it jumps, um, like it increases the difficulty beyond Torment six. So oh, that, that's, that's it's good, and I look forward to maybe eventually getting to the point where Torment Ten is, you know, Netflix worthy. You know, watch Netflix while playing something like that. Right. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's probably going to be, especially if um, at some point for some people. I mean, especially if we're adding a little bit more stronger features to make your heroes even more powerful than they have been. Yeah. Oh, that that reminds me. I can jump. I can circle back to that uh, post on Reddit, where I think the current leader on the PTR is a barb in terms of greater rift level that they completed solo, and that was a greater rift seventy-two. Now this is softcore, of course, <laughs> but seventy-two. Wow. Seventy-two. That's That's, oh my goodness, power creep. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm still trying to hit 30. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, Next uh, answer is from Jage. He says, having to learn how to play again now that CC is effectively gone. Yeah, I'm scared, but excited at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be, hopefully, balanced out enough where if you can't perma-CC everything, at least you know enough where you're still doing a healthy amount of damage or if you get hit by things you're not like instant die yeah you know i mean it should still be and like if if i'm not in a strong enough area like in other words 
I, I, I don't know. Just saying, like, I'm trying, I'm still running Master, and I try to jump in at Torment 6. Yeah, I should die. Yeah. But, but I mean, a situation where, you know, my gear and everything and my abilities is close enough to that level, it shouldn't be some little demon that jumps out the window and, and blows up next to you, instantly killing you. Yeah. You couldn't lock him down. I just thought of something. This will probably affect the new dagger that they introduced in Season 3, the Unjengdo, the mm-hmm. that will freeze an enemy as long as you keep hitting it uh, once it's below a certain health threshold. That should be a form of crowd control, so I guess that won't, won't work anymore. I'll have to test it out or see if mm-hmm. anybody has tested it out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they're removing it from abilities, but maybe they still leave at least a portion of it with weapons and and stuff, or maybe that's the only way you can do it, but you can't permanently lock, lock down things. Yeah. Like diminishing returns, I don't know. I'm sorry, folks. I've been playing so much Civ Five. I should have researched this a little bit more, but... Huh. Yeah. May, may, maybe by next episode, I will have had a chance to figure out whether or not that's case or not i'm going to make a safe assumption an educated guess that saying that the injing dough won't keep something permanently frozen down oh no i don't think they want anything permanently locked down anymore yeah but uh guardians aren't going to be as much of a pain in the butt like once you get up into those higher greater rifts levels they can take up you know seven minutes of your time they're adjusting it so that the Rift Guardian is a substantially less, por- uh, smaller portion of that time. Uh, so. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Um, so our next um, tweet answer is from at Gorgon Gorgonzer. He said, after playing the PTR, the cube is going to be great. Ashbringer is not included in the cube power remover. Really bummed. What? <laughs> what? Blizzard, What? Oh my goodness, no! Oh, but I guess you could always wield an Ashbringer and, um, you yeah, know. Use something different. Yeah, and pull in your Flying Dragon buff or your. I, I really think they should remove the Furnace bonus from being something that you can cube because that's just. It's boring. It's just straight up extra elite damage. It's like, let, let's, let's make the cube more interesting. <laughs> Not so boring. Yeah. Um, next is EY Edgar, and he says, I'm going to be contrarian here and say the removal of permanent CC. Can't wait to see people squeal and actually play. <laughs> I don't squeal, sir. I am bacon. <laughs> but we know that uh, <laughs> Nineball might occasionally um, squeal like a, like a schoolgirl when... Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness, what's the Rift Guardian um, that they changed? Uh, was it Orlac? Or- Ormash? Whatever. The yep. ter- Terror Demon. <laughs> when he splits into multiple demons and does his breath attack that hurts so much. Oh, yeah, he's not going to like that. That was a Demon Hunter. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, they did make... I, I can... I can... Orlash, that's the name of him. Um, I was close, and I finally got it. Um, they changed it so that his clones, when they... When they do their um, light, their breath attack, they will not change direction. So only the original Orlash will, you know, be able to pivot and move his breath around. So oh, I guess okay. I guess that's good. Yeah. Uh, next is Master Doe. He says, 
getting a bit of lore of Sesheron during ba Bale's siege, and it seems the comic sword of justice from the barbarian point point of view. Yeah, because uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, there was a um, sword of justice uh, took place in the barbar bar. Well, it ends in the barbarian lands of. Uh, I don't know if it's specifically in Sheshiron, but it's definitely in a snowier area, up in, up in, you know, near Mount Ariat. So. Yep. And it, they do drop, like, I think it was six books that I found. Yeah, I and didn't have my, my volume levels up, so I didn't hear any of it. I guess I'm saving that for live, I guess. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I could listen to it right now. It it wouldn't actually spoil the game for me. No, no, it's not, not spoiling material, but it's interesting to hear, because you always kind of wonder, well, what happened after the, the Siege of Baal? Yeah, you know, that's like, true. What, what happened to all these barbarians? And it goes into that a bit. It's interesting. I liked it. Yeah. Um, next is at Corova. Um, most excited about the cube. Really looking forward to making a few less compromises when gearing. Yeah, that's yeah, it's exciting. And Scanline um, said, <laughs> a AX three plus BX two plus CX plus D equals zero. So he's enjoying algebra. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um he also follows it up with the cube. I love the cube. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what Scanline was smoking. I was like, what the what? Well, I mean, you don't remember like when we had the Haragic cube, we had to put in like two or three of different items just to get them to work, you know, like for yeah. making that's this you is know, true. cube names. But equals so, zero. I like it. <laughs> Godera. Put all that stuff together and you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. Junk. So I, once again, even though we've had plenty of time, I haven't thought about a question for the next show. And unless if I come up something with really quick or unless Brescia does, I would say just pay attention to Twitter because that's where we post it. And it usually happens the day of our next recording, so. Yep. All I'm thinking is like, you know, PTR related things, but nothing big. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll continue to ponder that and pay attention to t the tweeters, and that should give you a cue as to when we're going to record next. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so, um, before we dive into the emails, which we got plenty of this time again, I'm so I'm I I don't say it enough, but thank you to all of our listeners for their amazing participation over these past few months it's i mean we were going through such a lull in diablo news and our listeners kept sending us you know stuff and it was it helped flesh out flesh out the shows and in fact we even had a couple two-hour shows when we had absolutely no diablo news to talk about so but um before absolutely. we did dive into the emails we are running a patreon campaign where you can help support the show you can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated. Thank you. So, yep. I, I'm, I'm still so, so very thankful and uh, humbled by all of the listener support that we've been receiving. So, 
Oh, let's get into the emails. Um, if you want to send in an email, you can do it, you know, with the written, well, not necessarily the written word, the typed word (laughs) and, (laughs) or audio, or I, no, don't, I was just about to say, or you could send it to send it an email with pictures because, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, but no, don't do that. That's not good for an audio podcast. Oh, really? We can't just stand there and describe the all thousand words that we see with this one picture? Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I'm I, no poet, so I can't. No. Nope, just can't. So, so our first email, yeah, our first email <laughs> came to us from Ruak, and he says, Hey, soul stoners, love the show and wanted your thoughts on a potential rework for the way that legendary gems work or... Mo- whoops, <laughs> or more the way they are stored and they work between characters. I have come up with the idea for this because I like having multiple characters that I play, especially with the length of this season, and I hate having to swap legendary gems when I'm changing characters or swapping gear for solo and group play. I'm sure Jen would be able to give more background on this if this would work lore-wise or not, but I think a good idea would be to have all the legendary gems be craftable or bought from Shen, you know, Master Shen, the jeweler. I won't give away any spoil. Wait, spoilers? What? How? What spoilers? But I think this would work. Oh, is he talking about um the Shen storyline late in Act Five? I think so. Yeah, that's well. I I. I Honestly, I'm not the person to go into that because I did it, but I didn't retain all the, what all happened, but it's really cool. Anyways, he continues, but I think this would work with what he is if you go through his story slash quest. Currently, the price is set at 50,000 gold to remove a legendary gem, and what I would do is set the price at 50,000 times its level to make another gem. Ooh. So a level hmm. 10 gem would co- would be 500,000 gold. No, I don't like that idea, Ruak. <laughs> even, even though I have uh, nothing to spend my billions of gold on right now, I don't like this idea. Because it would be painful in the very beginning. <laughs> this would make it much easier to transfer or give the gems you want to the character or gear you want, as well as free up stash space. The leveling and gem acquisition would be the same as it is now, possibly change the gems to plans to give the jeweler. Some might say this would remove the final thing for hardcore to really be hardcore. Yep. As this is the only this is the only thing that you really lose and you and have to relevel, but I don't see it that way and I play both softcore and hardcore. What are your thoughts? Thanks again, signed Ruak. So, I know in a developer Q&A, Q, Q&A community session, whatever, uh, months ago, what this very topic was brought up, and why it kind of hinted at the that they were trying to experiment and find ways to solve this um, legendary inventory stash glut that you end up with as the seasons roll over and. Once we get, once season three ends, you know, we're going to have even more legendary gems and it's going to be a pain in the butt. And the way that they were talking about doing it was something a little more akin to the way that World of Warcraft handled, uh, or recently handled, um, uh, uh, oh my goodness, I'm trying to think of the name of the gear that helps you level in World of Warcraft. What is that? Oh, the, um, heirloom gear. Heirloom. Yes. Yep. 
And so the I, I haven't actually used it, but essentially you have a separate pane of heirloom gear, and you click on what you want, and it will generate that item for you. Oh, nice. So this idea could work for legendary gems, and I have a suspicion that it's going to be, or something very similar to it is how it's going to be handled. Um, mm -hmm. And th that way you don't have to worry about having tons and tons and tons of legendary gems and having to figure out which ones are your highest levels and which ones you can actually get rid of and oh it's going to be such a pain in the butt because I currently have like three of the same legendary gem <laughs> on three of my characters right now in season yep. three so yeah it would be cool um I think the way that it'll work is you'll just have a pane of all the legendary gems, and the as you complete a higher, greater rift level, that will become the the rank of that gem, and then you'd be able to generate it for all your characters. Um, I'm sure there will be some kind of gold cost. Maybe they could tie in the new legendary crafting items that are used for the Kanai's Cube, although that might not be recommended. But, um, or, I don't know. They, I mean, there's many different things they could do with it. But I like that idea. And, yes, it would take out the last true bit of hardcore. Um, or death penalty in hardcore, essentially. Because losing those gems is extremely painful in hardcore. It really, really sucks when you lose, like, a rank 40 gem. And you're like, oh... I have to I have to go all the way back to rank 25 and that is if you leveled up a backup gem and having to, oh but <clears throat> it'll be a little less painful now since tr you don't have to do trials anymore you'll mm -hmm. be able to I don't know I still like the idea what do you think Brazier? Um, I like it I, I think it'll be okay I, I'm just kind of concerned about well yeah I mean it's just for me, the struggle is, like, right now, the one real reason why hardcore is hardcore is because you lose those gems. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're working so hard for it. I just don't want it to be so easy at the same time to go back up. But then again, it's like gearing. I mean, if you find three or four sets of it, then you kind of gear up pretty quick. What if, in order to generate one of these legendary gems on a separate character, you had to have... Maybe not five, like every single uh, type of gem at the max rank. The flawless, um, is it flawless imperial? Is the highest? Mm -hmm. Is that the highest? Whatever it is, you they they could tie in that. That way, you actually had a reason to keep making those high level gems. Right. Uh, yeah, because I mean, you know, if you get to the point where oh, can it, I can just you know create a new one once I get to level seventy just create a new example of the one that I just had that was ranked 35 you know I mean that just that really changes the balance of going back into it you're really not losing much so you know hardcore almost just become like softcore only with a minor setback yeah rather than right now it's a major setback well at least it, in that case I mean well even not then necessarily uh, you know exempt from uh, from a uh, contributor over at DiabloII.net or hardcore mm -hmm. contributor he doesn't even think that hardcore is hardcore enough right now that's true but uh, I no no I, I would never want to go back to the Diablo 2 days of hardcore oh no 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 
I certainly I'm with you on that one. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. I certainly would be playing hardcore at all right now if it was. Yeah. And you know what? I'm almost I'm toying with this idea right now. I don't know if I'm actually gonna um, go with it, but I'm toying with the idea of because I've been playing hardcore so much <laughs> this you know so far. I'm almost thinking about trying softcore for season four and just seeing how high I can push with, with uh, no threat of death. That and I know I know a lot of listeners don't play hardcore and they're always wanting to play. And I'm like, well, do you play hardcore? No. It's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I will do it. I don't know. We'll see. But either way, I'm not going to split time between softcore and hardcore in the season. So that's why I'll play that's, one or the other. Yeah. I don't know. It's a hard decision. I I kind of don't want to do it because I like playing hardcore now. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. But let's move on. We got an email from Real Indune, my good buddy. Ah, your good buddy. I'll yeah. get to read. So, Rillandune says, Hello, friends. We in the great city of Philadelphia, the greatest city, in fact, in these United States, invented water, properly <laughs> pronounced as water. Wood, wood-er? wood See, no, it's water. Or water. It's not wood-er. <laughs> wood-er sounds like you're a termite. I mean, come on. Ergo, our pronunciation is the only true pronunciation. Oh, well, I guess I messed that one up. Speaking of water, I need to go drink a few gallons as I've spent the last two hours drilling holes in asbestos, siding from the inside of an attic that's somewhere in the vicinity of 115 degrees. Um, real? That's not smart. (laughs) No, that's not good for you. Yeah, I sure hope... Sure hope uh, you took a prompt shower and was wearing a mask and gloves and and uh, um, goggles. Asbestos is not good stuff. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, he's got more to add to this one. And I'm only half complete. Still need to run PVC pipe and set up a draw fan. Yay! In case you're wondering, I'm installing a radon remediation system. Thanks for the show. It's helping me keep my sanity. Cheers, your friendly neighborhood Rillandune. Yep. <laughs> Just for you, Neb. Yep. Thanks, Rill. Because <laughs> he knows how much of a Spider-Man fan I am and how much I'm looking forward to yet another Spider-Man reboot movie. Woo! Yeah. Way to go, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have to keep pumping those movies out, otherwise they lose the license, so... Right. Yep. I'm sure it'll also be terrible. <laughs> I will say this. The first Spider-Man movie um, was actually pretty good. I actually kind of liked it. Spider-Man 2 was alright. Spider-Man 3 kind of really sucked. And then everything thereafter, I yeah, it's just complete trash. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree too much. Yeah. And, okay, so we got another email from Sar. Daria, Daria, whatever. And he's Daria. And he says, So here we are, midway through the season, and I have achieved all the goals I had set going into it. Greater at 45 plus, as well as many gear pieces I was looking for on the monk. Oh yay, he's playing a monk. Woohoo! Monk power. Masterclass. Go go. Of course this was softcore. So once I hit these goals, the question becomes, what's next? 
I look around the clan and the podcast and see all the hardcore players and decide, hmm, now is the time. Hardcore, here I come and no more excuses. All right, one of us now. Yeah, one of us. I start leveling a hard, hardcore crusader as I am familiar with a class and all is going well. Leveling up from nothing is a challenge, but exciting all the same. So there I am one late afternoon at level 65, cruising through experience, and lo and behold, who's on? Nevik! I shout, and he gives me a shout back. We chat for a few, and I have a few laughs. Next thing you know, the screen goes gray and foggy, and my heart dropped. Keep in mind, this was my first hardcore death. I remember this, because I was there. <laughs> I wasn't oh, in the no. game. I wasn't in the game with him, but I was online when this happened. To be honest, causing death. I wasn't sure how to. No, it wasn't me. Remember, it was Lantonio's crickets. Oh, oh, <laughs> sure. Blame it on the cricket. I wasn't sure how to feel about it, but I was truly disappointed. Nevik was gracious with a rip, rest in pepperonis, so I felt some love. Yes, I did go up a difficulty level in my arrogance and thus learned my first hardcore lesson, patience. Mm -hmm. That being said, I still say it was all Nevik's fault. No, it wasn't. It was Lantonio's, I swear. Two Crusaders later, I have learned two exciting truths about hardcore. And any softcore people listening to this uh, that are still on the fence, listen closely. Number one, you will play the game at a skill level and effort you have never before or that you never have before you will fight harder and you pull out all the stops no matter what to save that character you'll learn the nuances of the build and you will be able to execute it very well you are invested in them your heart is in it you want to be a better player play hardcore number two each new character is a whole new experience yes you save whoa let me pull out my earbud again ouch <laughs> Yes, you save gear as backups and prepare yourself, but especially as it relates to specific weapons and legendary affixes, you are forced to play new play styles and builds based off the gear you find. Again, you will become a more well-rounded player. So there it is, my first hardcore death while chatting with Nevik. I, I hope he wasn't typing at that time when he died. That being said, I can no longer go back to softcore. There is just no allure anymore. Hardcore for life, Zeldaria. Well, there we go. No, I'm not going softcore next season. I'm sticking to hardcore. Ah, uh, there we go. Yep, hardcore for life, for sure. Yep, Zeldaria brought you back. Yep. I'm sorry, Tim and Dean from uh, Cool Story Bro. I just, I can't. I just can't anymore. Because everything he said in that email, 100% true. Complete factual information. There is not a single ounce of bias or opinion in that. It is all fact. Hardcore is better. <laughs> okay, oh I, I, I'm being a little facetious there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one more email and it is from none other than Funktropus. He is on a roll here. Oh, uh, the man Funktropus? Sending yep. another one in. Yep, and uh, I think he specifically sent this email in for you, Brasia, to read. Oh, yay. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you. Uh, it probably has something to do with foreign languages and trying to rhyme. Um, <laughs> it's one of the two because he knows I'm terrible at both. So here we go. Funk Tropis says, Soulstoners, 
A. Lantonio, miss you buddy. May all your life challenges that you are presented with be conquered quickly like the butcher in normal difficulty. Come back soon. Yep. Two, Jen. May all those pesky allergens cease to exist like fallen after a rain of vengeance. <laughs> nice. Yeah, unfortunately, that would require a miracle. Hmm. We don't have enough drugs for that miracle. Yep. Uh, next will be 2 2. Roman <laughs> numeral 2. Roman numeral 2. Uh, I meant to say that, right? See, I messed it up already. Brasia, good to have you back after your time away at work. I'm hoping that to have a ridiculous song that you read on air at some point in the near future. Ah, uh, he spared you this time. Oh, he did. Thank you. Roses are red, <laughs> veins are blue. Rivers of Blood and Adria, and Adria's too. Lou. Oh my God! See, that's me up. Let's do, okay. I'm gonna start all over again. Roses are red, veins are blue. Rivers of Blood and Adria's Lou. You know what? If, that's gross. If that I, I had it. been submitted for um, our what our Valentine's for Diablo contest that, that we ran back in what was that the first year of the show? Yeah. That would have won, I think. Oh, that was awesome. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and finally, Q. <laughs> Nevik. All hail your fortitude in the trying days of summer. We loyal so stoners deeply appreciate your perseverance in putting out a weekly podcast when so many of your fellow hosts are waylaid by cruel whims of fate. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I, would say, I would say, oh, thank you so much, but we kind of flaked on you guys last week. I'm so sorry for that. Hey, it was a holiday week. Yeah. Anniversary's real important. Moochity definitely appreciates it. Yeah. It was all for the best. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a big number anniversary. Not, not, the, not to say that any anniversary is not a big occasion for any year for, for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was, it was, a you know, it was a good number 15 so yes it was that's a good number yeah so that is all of the emails that we got man you guys you guys you guys are keeping us busy with this yeah thanks for knocking out of the park again yeah that'd be great keep them coming because i certainly love i love reading emails as opposed to just you know flapping my gums about you know slice of life stuff <laughs> right but uh, you know what? All these emails really have me motivated to jump back in, play some Diablo tonight, and Do probably it. because oh my goodness, I cannot continue playing Civ Five. That game is going to destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, it's oh, people, you don't understand. I'm start. I, I've been. I was telling Brasia in the pre-show that I started watching Let's Plays of people playing Civ 5 at really high difficulties so that I can improve my game. Oh my goodness, it's a deep rabbit hole. I need to ju I need to get out of it. Somebody <laughs> please, please help <laughs> yes. me. Yes. Pull them out. Pull them out now. Oh, but uh we did have a little bit of news from Blizzard themselves. I mean, obviously, well, I shouldn't say little. I mean, the PTR went live since our last show. <laughs> so that's not just a little p bit of information. Um, so yeah, it went live on June 30th. If we anticipate maybe a two-month, you know, 
that means maybe late August or early September when we see patch 2.3 go live. I'm thinking maybe a two month PTR somewhere around there because of all of these system changes, you know, the Kanais Cube and the adjustments to Greater Rifts and the additional Torment levels. There's a lot to digest and to test as well. And yeah, so I, I would say we're definitely not going to get patch 2.3 before the middle of August. So that will not happen for my birthday, but that's okay. I still love you, Blizzard. It's all right. <laughs> and that might just be because um, uh, the Play Your Way Thursday, I, I still love the Wizard. I, I Even though Monk is Master Class, Wizard is my number two. So uh, they did a Play Your Way Thursday with Corvid's Bubble Troubled Blizzard. As you might imagine, it might involve, you know, the new uh, Wizard set. Uh, what is it? Um, something Magni Opus. Something. Uh, yep. I... Oh my goodness, I'm... Magnus Opus? Yeah, something like that. Um, so you can go check that out. Oh, I me- forgot to mention, I got three more Diablo t-shirts from Jinx. <laughs> I was going to get the Monk oh. one, but they didn't have the the cheaper $9, $10 t-shirt. I, I was like, well, I really want the Monk one, but I don't. I also don't want to spend $25. So, so yeah, uh... I... I, I just got the cheaper versions because I don't need the fancier ones. I don't know what exactly. I think it's just a better fabric and maybe slightly better screen printing on on the on it. But that's okay. So I got the wizard emblem, whatever, and uh, Tyrael and the Reaper of Souls T-shirt. So I'm super happy about that. Uh, and that was pretty much it for the official Diablo news. I mean, there's been some blue notes, uh, blue notes, <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> stuff on, on the forums and tweets. Um, uh, Wyatt Chang was talking about, oh, he was prompted. I think it was on Reddit actually that, that he responded to on a Reddit thread, uh, about how, <laughs> uh, the lightning, the, um, oh my goodness. What is that pylon called again? I'm totally blanking on it. Oh, the conduit? Yes, conduit. Why? Oh, man. <laughs> yep, I do a show about podcasts. Or a show about podcasts. A show. <laughs> a podcast about shows? I'm falling apart, folks. It's really <laughs> hot in, in this room right now. I mean, it, it's, yeah, West Coast, best coast, but also hottest coast sometimes. But uh, what, what was I trying to say? Yes, the conduit pylon. They've, in Greater Rifts, they bumped it back up to the 30-second duration. And the reason yep. they did this was because Conduit felt terrible in a Greater Rift when it only lasted 15 seconds. It gave you, like, z- really no benefit. And it wasn't anywhere near on par with what you had got out of a channeling or a power pylon. So they decided, yes, we're going to put Conduit back at the 30-second range. They're making some adjustments to the damage that it does to the Rift Guardian. And you, it, you cannot... It will not stack... or. The, I'm sorry, the power pylon bonus damage will not stack or will not affect the conduit damage. So you can't get those two to stack and then, you know, just obliterate everything. So so they're making some adjustments. That way it feels better. It's more balanced. It's more in par with what you got out of a power pylon. And it also might make you not maybe consider not hitting that power pylon until you're done with your conduit. So I don't know. We'll see how that hands out 
It, I almost never get a conduit and power pylon next to each other anyways. And by next to each other, I don't mean literally next to each other. I mean, like, you know, within a couple screens of each other. Somewhat close. And... But still so far away. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's one other thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, not, not that this is going to matter too much, but they already closed down, quote-unquote, closed down Season 3 on the PTR. That way all your Season 3 characters rolled into your your general population. I guess that's how we could, we could refer to it as... Right. You're no longer in solitary confinement. You're now in general po- general population. Or ah. <laughs> yes, let's make a reference to prisons. That's fun. Yep. What are you saying? PTR fits. Uh, sometimes it can feel like it if you if you have to sit the there. The prison test round. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, season four will be active on the PTR, not not in live. Season four PTR will be going live by. By the time you're listening to this, it's already live. So all those seasonal items that will only drop in Season 4 will be available. I don't know if they're going to do an experience buff so that you can quickly get up to 70. I imagine that they'll keep the 2,000% legendary drop rate active at least for another week or two. Which means heavy, heavy congestion on the PTR servers, so that's fun. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think that was it in terms of like really, you know, out of out of the Blizzard camp, Team 3 camp. Um, there was a bunch of other stuff, though. I mean, as you might imagine, there's been a lot of videos popping up on YouTube. I mean, we have uh, an overview by Meathead Mikhail on the mm-hmm. Rift and Greater Rift changes, like the density changes, how the progress works in a Greater Rift. He runs through a Greater... I think it's a Greater Rift that he runs through, and uh, that, that way you can watch him do it and he goes over you know, some of the changes that he's experienced so far. And, uh, oh, one thing that we can mention that I think is really, is actually going to go live this time is uh, in a Greater Rift, if you've ever done a Greater Rift, when you kill an Elite or Champion pack, you know those three purple globes come out? They're progress yep. globes. Each one of them is worth 1% progress, um, which seems not, not like much, but when you kill, you know, it adds up over time, obviously. Oh, yeah. They're bringing those to regular rifts, except instead of purple, they'll be orangey-yellow, I think. Yeah, they were really cool. I, I did see those last night. So, I, I guess what they're doing is um, they're kind of like trying to bring rifts back, like make the experience a little more like greater rifts, but at the same time still different enough, but carry over the same systems that way. There's less confusion. You're like, oh, where are my orbs? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, but then TryHard Gaming did an overview of the Kanai's Q that you might want to go check out. Uh, let's see, were there any other... Uh, well, there, there's plenty. Just go check out Diablo fans. They, If you don't go to them on a semi-regular basis, you're missing all kinds of YouTube videos. They always pull them up. So you can go check that out. Um, Quincy, as you might imagine, he's uh, you know, a favorite of mine because he's a monk player. Monk Masterclass. And he got to play around with the new monk set, Uliana's Str- Stratagem, um, which is the Fist, uh, Fist of the Heavens. No, that's not right. The Seven-Sided Strike monk build. And um, he currently thinks it's kind of... It, it's fun, 
but it's not going to be competitive with uh, Raiment's Raiment as it is right now. Raiment is still the top monk set, more or less. And um, he also played around with Shenlong's Fist, which got a pretty amazing change. They are quite possibly the best weapons for a monk now. Like, hands down. And that's not a pun because, you know, they're Shenlong's Fists. And, yeah. <laughs> Not gonna make and a. Fifth. I think we got it. Not gonna make a Shadowkin reference, even though that's. You know. uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh like, I'm so excited, Brazier. Evo is not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh my goodness, I get hype. So excited. Oh, I, I love fighting game tournaments so so very much. Ah, okay. I was wondering. Uh, and of course, because I have you know incredible bias towards monks. Uh, Bo Boca Jipuki, Jipuki, I think that's right. Um, he he has two videos out. The first one, uh, which you can already find on Diablo fans, is uh, he was able to achieve six attacks per second. Well, with some uh, some help from some redditors, um, he was able to attain ten attacks per second, and he he recorded it. And it is absolutely nuts, like, how fast you attack. But, here's the thing. It is not Torment 10 viable. <laughs> I mean... No. He, he said, you make so many sacrifices, and you're not you're not using your set gear. <laughs> so, he, he just did it just to do it. <laughs> just to see what it would look like. And it's absolutely nuts. So, it's not Torment 10 viable, but it's pretty funny to watch. So, you can go check that out. And over at DiabloII.net, Flux over there, he uh, posted a blog post of the benefits of higher difficulties, specifically referencing Torment 7 through 10. And I'm starting to, you know, kind of warm up to the idea of having the extra Torment levels, as I mentioned earlier. Because it does give you more options. It allows you to get that more closely. I mean, there, there are players out there who will exceed, you know, even greater at 45 as their quote-unquote, you know, far normal mode. Especially if you're playing softcore, where you don't have to worry about death. But there, there will be some benefits to it, so I, I look forward to it, I guess, now. We'll see. Definitely. And what else? Oh, I mentioned Lieutenant Lunatic as the new co-host on West March Workshop. Well, he does a Transmog Tuesday that you can find over at diablo.bluespro.com and there's actually in, in the same vein of transmog in Diablo there is I've recently found this site called d3transmog.com so if if you need ideas for transmog you can go check that out too so it's awesome and there was one other thing um I didn't pull the link in but uh, there is um, I think it's a build planner that has been updated for the PTR, so that way you can play around with the Knize Cube stuff without having mm -hmm. to actually do the Knize Cube stuff. So, That's always helpful. Darn it, I didn't pull the link in, but uh, I'll include that in our show post so that you can... Uh, win. You do go to that, right, folks? Because, I mean, I, I post links, and usually there's videos embedded, and may, maybe you get some funny, you know... Maybe I write something funny on it. <laughs> yeah, I know people do that. Yeah, occasionally people do that. 
Um, but the last thing, and it's not necessarily Diablo related, but I love fan art. And this kind of pulls in some Diablo because there's plenty of Diablo characters represented in this. The Heroes of the Storm Deviant Art Fan Art Contest is down to the semi-finalists now. And you can go check that out. There is some amazing, uh, just mind-blowing, amazingly awesome art up on that was submitted for this. We, we've mentioned Templier Painter before. You know, he's done some amazing stuff. Like, I, I guess I'll have to pull his link in. He did a, um, you, know, you know where uh, artists will do a speed painting, quote-unquote speed painting, where they record themselves as they paint something, and then they speed it up. So that it yep. so it doesn't take you know the eight ten twelve hours that it actually took them to do it, or maybe not that long, but you know what I mean. They they condense it down, speed it up. Uh, he did an amazing one of Imperius, absolutely amazing. Uh, it's just, oh, it's, it's yeah, he's he's great. But he submitted something. Vala's and in all of her glory is, you know, front and center, or maybe I should say back and center, because her back's to you. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just there was a piece submitted. Wow. Remember when I said don't submit pictures? <laughs> here, we, here I am trying to describe art on an audio podcast. But the, yep, yep. Submit pictures, people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, now I know this is going to happen. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, of <laughs> uh, the female monk versus Sar- Sargeras. And it's like, well, female monk's not going to be in the game. And Sargras may never be in Heroes, but maybe sometime in in the distant future he might be. Which, oh, that also reminds me, they're not currently working on Malfiel in Heroes of the Storm. I has a sad. But, I mean, honestly, Imperius, Ariel, uh, Mephisto, (laughs) Bale, Duriel, and Daryl, there's so much you know, material for the heroes team to work with from Diablo. Yeah. But, you know, you got to give them something for the next round. Yeah. Because they're going to have to create a new, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, like, blanking. Event. You have to, like, a new uh, map and everything as well, so. Yeah, well, not necessarily. I mean, they, they could, I mean, and this isn't to say that when the Eternal Conflict, quote-unquote, event in Heroes of the Storm is over, that it doesn't mean that we'll that we're not going to see Diablo heroes added into the game. It's just, they, it won't be the primary focus. You know, we're going to, we got the no. butcher. Well, I mean, I guess you could say it kicked off with Johanna. Um, then the butcher and I think in a two or three, yeah, probably about two weeks now we should see Leoric added into heroes of the storm. And he's going to be interesting. I don't want to talk about it because this is in a Heroes podcast, but he's going to be a very interesting addition to the game. And then they're going to do the Monk maybe three to four weeks after that. And then I think that's what they have planned for the Eternal Conflict. So after that, they'll switch to just, you know, adding characters unless they do another event. There we go! That's all the Diablo news that you need. And I guess now Kurova can tune out since we're going to go into other games and entertainment. <laughs> so, um, I guess I'll start. I, I've already talked about Civ Five. Yes, please yeah. help me. Um, I did watch three things. I watched uh, The Last Night with uh, my, as my wife refers to him, as my quote-unquote boyfriend, Clive Owen. I, I, I love Clive Owen. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I love him as an actor. 
He's amazing. Uh, last night's was good. It was not great, but it was good. I also watched Jupiter Ascending, and that was definitely not good. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. It, it had a few moments that were kind of cool, but I really just I didn't like the storyline, and I kind of don't like Mila Kunis. I, I think I've come to realize that. I just I don't like her. Oh, why not? I, I don't know. It's just something about her acting that I don't like. And then I binged on the entire second season of Knights of Sidonia, which is a an anime. The first season was absolutely amazing. It was, oh, if you haven't watched the first season, watch it. I won't spoil anything. It is really, really good. I would put it up there with like some of the best animes out there. And then, um, well, I guess I'm going to quote-unquote spoil a little bit here. Season 2, the pacing felt off. And they introduced that, like they, there, there's a big shift in in the show in terms of like, um, well, I don't want to go into it because it would spoil everything. But there's a big shift, and they never really address it after that point. Just, yeah, it's just like, well, it happened, and that's it. Okay. And um, if you know what, in, uh, I'm trying to think of the proper term for it because there's actually a term terminology for this in anime where it's essentially turns your one main your your one main protagonist and all the female characters around him want to be his girlfriend it's quote unquote like a harem they kind of went in that direction and i was like oh come on <laughs> no don't do this and they um. they kind of went off the deep end with it um sort of well no yes they they went off the deep end with it and um yeah so th that's what i watched so brazia what other than um the little bit of diablo have you been doing or watching uh, uh for games just been playing a little bit of world of warcraft again just trying to get back into jumping onto a raid team but i just finding the gearing thing just takes a lot of time since i really haven't been gearing right along throughout the expansion so I don't know. It's just the pacing of the game to me because it, it is a different game. I'm enjoying like jumping into Diablo instead and just like finding a new item like every 20 minutes or so that I'm like, oh, cool, I can kind of use this, rather mm -hmm. than spending like an hour to get a couple of upgrades that you know barely get me into looking for raid. So yeah. it's just been I don't know. It's just me right now with that. You know, it's not the game itself. It's more just me and my own time. But you know we've got we've done like a lot of things with the kids and things because it is summer, mm. and um, we had an interesting adventure. We went to I was looking at we have a couple of old drive-ins in the area. Oh, those are awesome! I love drive-ins. Oh yeah, and I do too. So because it's great because this summer there's just so many good movies. Yeah, but not all of them I want to see in a the theater. Like you know, like Jurassic World we wanted to see in a the theater with the 3D. Okay, you know, the yeah. whole surround down thing. And it was it sounded and looked really good. But, you know, other movies that, you know, we wanted to see, like, Inside Out and Terminator. Well, you know, we wanted to see those, but not necessarily, you know, in a theater. We just at least want to see them. So we went to, we found one drive-in that had both of those movies playing together. And it's this really old, you know, drive-in where... It was originally set up at one point to have three separate theaters. Uh-huh. 
and so they had the one really big one, which is the main screen, and it was like the way it was set up was all the cars would be facing that. Well, then at some point along the, the way, maybe like 20 years ago, they built a smaller second screen to the side. So it would be like in the back of the original one. So okay. you're So you're not really looking down at it. You're actually looking up to it from the, the back area. So it's really weird. It's I just, see. Yeah, and all the the parking, everything is, is all off there because it's all set up to to look at the big screen, not look at the small one, mm -hmm. which wasn't a big deal. So it was kind of interesting. It was just, and uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, so yeah. we saw Inside Out that started at like nine o'clock. It's only like an hour and a half movie. I, I have a quick question. Did they sure. did they pull out all the poles with those old you know metallic speakers that you'd put on your window? The poles are still there. Oh my goodness! No they left the poles. Oh yeah, and all the ones down here, the poles are in everywhere. Oh, that kind of stinks. Um, no, it's kind of cool because it actually sets up marking for yeah, people, so that's they know true. they know how to park their damn cars because we are terrible in New England. Yeah. You yeah. Know, parking and driving, they just can't do either one. Yeah, um, the uh, drive-in by us, they pulled out the poles. Um, oh. They they left the, uh, the 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 way that they have it set up is like. Um, like kind of like small little hills like inclined so that when you pull into it you're facing up to look at the screen and yep. um yeah you, you get a lot of people who kind of park a little crooked or you know or they this is the one thing that kind of really sucks is when you have a whole bunch of suvs and they pop open oh, yeah. their their you know their their back and <laughs> it takes up part of your screen it's like oh it kind of stinks but well, I mean, here it's um, they have that kind of when you drive in. Most people, you know, at least I mean, we have a bigger car, so we park to the side near the front when we get to, if we get there real early, so we're not in the way of everybody. But we're not backing in either, where we pop up the back. Mm -hmm. At another drive-in in the area, they basically they have people come around and say and tell people, hey, you're in an SUV in the first like three rows. It, it's written everywhere. That's for cars only. You have to move your car. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, at least do that. This one that we have, it, it's really a mom and pop, you know, establishment. They don't have a lot of extra people doing anything. Right. So it's it's wherever you want. Well, anyways, that movie was fine. And then we get the announcement like 10 minutes into the break in between the movies that they had a problem with the delivery of the Terminator movie. Oh, no. So they weren't going to have it ready to view until 1220 <gasps> in the morning. Oh no! And like, oh, so you, they were like, so you can turn around if you want and go and watch Ted Two in between, or <laughs> so you could literally get three movies in that day. We didn't watch Ted Two just because, you know, nobody in my house had even watched the original Ted, so it's kind of like, and I'm not sure I wanted to see it or not. Yeah, it's kind of really crude humor. Not sure yeah. if it's, uh, you know, super kid friendly. Yeah, so we we spent the time talking, watching like um, stuff on uh, Netflix on our um, phones and things. So oh my we, goodness, we passed the time. What what a fun. time we live in, you know? Right. So, but the movie actually didn't start till quarter of one. Oh my! It's a two-hour movie. Oh my! We got home at like three fifteen in the morning. Oh. It was ridiculous. Oh wow! I Which sure... was only twelve o'clock your time. Well, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Oh my goodness! 
Yeah, but I was amazed. Everybody stayed awake because even my eight-year-old, who usually falls asleep during the second movie, Mm -hmm. was awake the entire time. And he watched it and he had fun with it. And we talked about like as the movie was going on, some because they'd never seen the original Terminator movie. Yeah, so I was kind of explaining the timeline and why it, you know, what's happening in this one. And like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then my older one's like, hey, you really can't do that type of thing with time travel and causes paradox problems and he's like trying to be serious about it I'm like dude lighten up it's a sci-fi movie <laughs> yeah 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 it's um what is it uh in the beginning of Heroes when uh Raynor is like talking to Uther and he's like what it, this doesn't make and Uther's like it's best that you not think too hard about these things <laughs> right yeah yeah so that, that was my adventure with that and then today, I just decided, it's like, because I'm just trying to find other things to be interested in, like either watching or reading or something of that sort. So I've always been kind of fascinated with Nostradamus, uh-huh. you know, even when I was a kid. I like reading, you know, his quatrains and things like just for the fun of it. And so there was this, uh, I have Amazon Prime, so I was like, I found this movie that was on for free. I'm like, ah, I'll give it a try, you know. And I mean, people rating it, like... It had a rating of like two out of five. And I'm like, okay, it's got to be bad. But I'm like, you know what? How bad could it be? Let's listen to it. I put it on. And I actually listened to the whole thing while I was running because I couldn't watch it after the first five minutes. It literally looked like it was like put on. It's supposed to be, you know, these were adults putting this movie together. But it was like, okay, it had obviously no budget. Uh It was the guy who was doing the main narrating voice had one of the worst voices and then the people they were interviewing were they all sounded like they were talking in a can oh no and it was terrible and the thing that made me laugh the most was they called tony blair the antichrist (laughs) (laughs) like okay this is legit awesome okay this was like it makes you know even the worst possible movie that you could find on like sci-fi channel or something seemed like an a great movie it was so bad <laughs> i was like okay i i'm glad i didn't sit here and watch the whole thing i did something else yeah <laughs> because otherwise it would have been a waste of an hour and a half of my life yeah yeah i can see that speaking of narration in terrible narrators um ha- do you watch uh, how it's made the, the oh show? i've seen it a couple times oh my goodness uh just anytime that they're running that it's like i almost always watch it because it's just fascinating to see how you know you know these machines and sometimes you know people you know make these amazing things and there was a new one and it was obviously a new season because the intro was different and they didn't get the old narrator as a new narrator and i didn't like him (laughs) i was like it's like what I, i missed the old i missed the other guy what happened to him but, uh, yeah, I, I can, yeah, narration is, you, you need a good narrator, you know? You, yep. You can't, definitely don't ever hire me to narrate anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I can relate. Yeah, and then my wife started listening, because we have Audible, so I have all the um, uh, Game of Thrones books. Oh, okay. Story of Fire and Ice. And so she'd never watched a single show, She so she started listening to the first book. Um, just recently and she's you know kind of I, I want to say almost about halfway through at this point 
but she's like, wow, things just don't look good, you know, because she doesn't know what's coming up next or what's going on with the story at all. We don't talk about it. Let I'm just gonna let her live it through. Uh-huh. She's like, things just don't seem to be going too well for the Starks, do they? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Only a few people lose their head. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't there, hasn't it been reported that uh, George R.R. R. Martin, he's uh, almost done with the last book or something? And oh, yeah, I've been listening. Oh, I do listen to, like, a couple of Game of Thrones and my Walking Dead podcasts. So those are kind of like my guilty pleasure podcasts. I wouldn't really um, call guilty pleasure, <laughs> but, you, you know. Yeah, hey, I like it. Yeah, no, I guess he... Planning to have book six before next April, but we all know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> it's George R. R. Martin. You know, he can't stop blogging about food so <laughs> <laughs> to actually well, sit down and finish a book. But. Spoilers, everybody! Everybody that you ever cared about ever in that series will be dead by the end of the series. So. Oh, no problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. So. Yeah, no, I just... Uh, so she's been enjoying that, and I've been kind of having fun listening to her telling you a little bit about what's going on. And it was funny, today was... Um, she she had listened to it on the way to work, and she writes to me, huh, I'm wondering, how does... You know, like, how do people just misplace children in the story? <laughs> like, it was a whole story about what happened to Bron and uh, how, he, you know, he fell, and it was, or they were about to try to assassinate him, and things like that. And she's like... It's just amazing. They have these kids that have these traumas, and then they leave them alone. <laughs> and just let them fend for themselves again. And she goes, it's ridiculous. And so I just wrote back and I said, it's amazing that a single one of those children ever make it to adulthood with all the neglect and forgetfulness of the adult characters and stories, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was just, just having a little bit of fun here and there. Yeah. Oh, that That might be one way that I could get into that series because I have the first book and just the way that George R.R. Martin writes, it's hard for me to get through and there's so many names, I feel like I have to be taking notes while reading because otherwise Mm -hmm. it's like I forget who these people are. It's like, wait, what? Who? What? Where? Well, yeah, no, that's another thing I found out is like, he has, you know, and several authors who write like huge novels uh, or series of novels like, he has his own historian mm-hmm. that he's hired to basically keep track of all of his characters. Right. And everything. And so that way there's continuity from one story to another. Oh, my goodness. If only there were some historians at Blizzard, right? Because... Uh, yeah, there are. Are you sure about that? Because, oh, my goodness. the uh, I, I saw... Spoilers. I saw the uh, ending cinematic of the uh, last raid as it as we all suspected it would end up being for uh, the uh, garrisons of Draenor. (laughs) I was was like, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, people are not happy with the direction of the story. Um, But this isn't a World of Warcraft podcast either, so I'm just going to let that be because, man, (laughs) I guess everybody's really, really forgiving on Draenor for what Grom did. But who cares? Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, let let us not forget that in Diablo Four, we'll find out that everything that we've done was all just in Belial's little world. Exactly. Know. Yeah, we'll wake up next to somebody in bed, next to David Hasselhoff, and go like, "What? 
What just happened? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, David Heffelhoff came up as a conversation last night between my wife and I. Because it was a commercial, I think a Cumberland Farms commercial, it was a bad one. She's like, well, at least it was better than a Cumberland Farm commercial with David Hasselhoff thing. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know. And, and then she was like, you know, it could be could be worse. It could be Pamela Anderson. And I'm like, well, then it would just be um, Pamela Anderson drinking, singing poorly, and boobs. I yeah. mean, at least it would be something good out of the whole thing. Uh, well, I, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, you wake up next to David Hasselhoff and he's drunk off his ass and he's eat, sloppily eating a hamburger in bed and you're like, what in the world? This really is hell. <laughs> yeah. And then we couldn't decide where David Hasselhoff was more, um, his music was more liked. She says France and I say Germany, so. <laughs> Isn't that funny how, <laughs> how people will go to different countries and they'll be like pop stars and stuff and like, Exactly. Oh, yeah. Or and like we just don't get it. <laughs> yep. Or or you'll see, you know, our famous actors, you know, promoting products in Japan, and you're like, whoa, that's strange. Like, like right. it's Nicolas Cage, and he's promoting tampons. What the heck? That's not a real thing, <laughs> but <laughs> I could imagine it would happen. It could be. Yeah, it could very well be. It'd be like, I don't know. It'd be. It would be glow stick essentially, because it would glow in the dark or whatever. Because you know Japan's weird sometimes. No way. No, you know they they love tentacles. What can I say? It's their one way of getting around some censorship rules. But Don't uh, I I think before we start talking about hentai, maybe we should close out the show because that's really not appropriate and not Don Forge friendly. So. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> See, we don't have Jen. We don't have Lantonio with crickets. Uh, you know, we just get any crazy divergent topics. Yep. That... Yeah, so you have been listening to episode 89 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk? You know what? I think I'm just going to drop that. <laughs> well, if you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post up short missives on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other listeners um, from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listeners, so please send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com. We love Twitter, so come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. Finally, we would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawn Forge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. And they're te tentacle-free most of the time. You can find more shows from the Dawn Forge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, we're going to be sitting in the queue. Come on, PTR. I want in. Let me in. I'm going to locate that cube now that I have it. Bonus duck.
This podcast is copyright 2015 Dawn Forge Productions. Thank you for listening. Check us out at thedawnforge.com.